I remember people <laughs> telling me that like that uh, people from the past appeared to them when they were mushrooms. So the first time that I did mushrooms, just in case I had photos of like the musicians that I liked in front of me, just like maybe one of them will talk to me. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah, like, hello. Never <laughs> happened. Hello. Uh, it's like Liberace. You're like, fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, hey guys, stealing your your opening. Hey guys, it's the one you always do. You always say, "Hey guys." I know, joking. Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. Joking. It's a joke. Guess who's back? I'm back. Frank Frank Trainer is back. I'm really happy because you guys told me that I have a deep voice, but also range. You do, yeah. yeah. You go low and high. Yeah, it's good. It's a good mix. Also, you definitely do not fit your name. No, I know. Frank uh, what does that mean? Frank Trainer seems like a like plumber or like a dock worker uh, or like a blue collar Frank Trainer or a detective. Detective Frank Trainer, yeah, get in here, Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I should go by Francis. Francis Trainer. That's not my real no. name either. But yeah. what is your real name? My real name is Francisco Enrique Giga Trainer. Yeah. Is it, what was another shortening of of that that would work? Francisco, uh, in English, you mean, or yeah. like in any language? Because it's the Frank that's the problem. Well, it, and trainer also is pretty. Yeah, you know, I like Detective Frank Trainer. Detective, Detective Frank, Frank Trainer. The thing about trainer is that it, it means a uh, strong man, and I'm the weakest human <laughs> being I've ever met. So oh. I don't live up to my name at all. Hmm. hmm. So sad. Sad. So so sad. I'm so skinny. Uh, if we've already introduced Frank in the other episodes, so we need to just talk about all your stuff. Although I was going to go to a recent show of yours and then I had to fly out of the state. The one you had. Oh, Malone, last Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I played with my band. It was pretty good. Yeah. I had every intention of going, but thank you. And I, well, got, I got into a plane. Well, thank you for not coming, but letting me know that you wanted to come. <laughs> well, that's better oh, than yeah. that's better than constantly telling me that you're not coming to things. That's what Frank. Uh, that's does. how oh. that's Frank. how I was raised. I Frank. was raised to give responses. Frank loves to say he's not coming to things, and I'm like, I'm I don't, not. I'm not gonna come. I I <laughs> don't care. I sent an email recently. People don't read anything. I sent an email. Because I need someone to take over hosting at the Hollywood Hotel for yeah, a night because yeah. I'm going to be out of town. And at the bottom, I said, P.S., don't tell me if you can't do it. I don't care. I don't need to know why you can't do it. Just tell me if you can. And immediately, somebody responds and goes, oh, I'm busy that night. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that they only did it because you said that, right? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that Because I hit reply just to piss you off. And then I was like, no. this is so hacky. He's going to yeah. get like a bunch of females saying this and... He finds everything anyway annoying, so I don't want to be part of the. I'm gonna. Fi- I, I need to find more original ways of annoying you. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what. I, that's my mission in life. It's not hard, but there's definitely o- original ways to annoy Charles. I'm very easygoing. I don't know why I have this <laughs> reputation for being aggravated, <laughs> constantly, constantly aggravated. aggravated. Uh, w- the conversation today, we wanted to talk about a, a topic that Isaac and Frank are both. Experts oh. on 
drugs is it, well this will be our drugs episode yes because we need a drugs episode and it'll be evergreen you know it doesn't matter when we put this up and you guys are not under the influence of any drugs right now no, I think Frank right. I, I smoked a little weed okay. before we started <laughs> I mean but I but I smoke weed all the time it's not like a it's part of me you know, it would be I mean. weird if you hadn't right. it'd be saying. weird if then I hadn't you'd be yeah. on a drug I drank coffee this morning that's a drug hmm. I think yeah Um. so Does, yeah how do we get into this well, I can talk about my drug experiences, which are mm. completely minimal and very boring. I've I've smoked pot many times, and I've had edibles twice. <laughs> That's my drug story. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else ever. <laughs> Nothing. I else thought you were going to say at least cocaine once or LSD. No, I've been at camp. I've been around cocaine, and I had no desire to do it. Yeah. Uh, That's what so many people say. I just don't. I have no desire. Well, anytime anyone is doing cocaine around me, it looks disgusting. Like everybody's noses are dripping. It feels so good when it gets in there, though. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So nice and tingly. The aftertaste. Yeah, Yeah. I love that drippy, drippy drip. I drink, and I've definitely had some blackout drunk nightmares that I've engaged in. And that's part of the reason I don't like doing anything too crazy is I don't trust my behavior under the influence of That's why I quit drinking. I don't trust myself without alcohol but right. with any other drugs i'm like i love myself right well i think alcohol is definitely the riskiest in terms of the funny thing is and this is a kind of hot takey and not all the way thought out but whatever i think weed and alcohol are actually the drugs that in terms of like distancing myself from control yeah i think they make me the most out of control really weed weed does yeah. what do you oh do on weed God. when i eat like a edible that's too much i will be so yeah, well, edibles are like bad. Gone. Like, I, don't, I will be floating. Like I will not know what is going. I have on. never had a good experience on an edible. It's, it's I, so, I have no. Yeah, both both times were nightmares, and I was like, I can't wait for this to be over. This is the worst night of my life. Yeah, well, it sucks when you get in that. You zone. need to know how to basically dose it. That's right. the thing with edibles. That, yeah, and I'd also. I've definitely overdosed on edibles. You need yeah. to have patience because it takes. A while for yeah. your body to assimilate it, and and it has it has happened to me many times. Like you think it's not working, so you eat, you eat more, more. Yeah, totally. and then suddenly you have the whole thing like making you go insane. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, for sure. I mean, I think edibles. I've had great experiences, but I've also had that same experience where you're just like, ah, why isn't this? Can this just be over now, please? Yeah. I'm sick of this. Yeah. yeah. Have I told the story on this no, podcast about the time? I I feel like I have, but. I had I went down and I stayed with a friend in San Diego one weekend because I was doing something down there and he had these pot cookies mm-hmm. and he was like hey you want to have a cookie and I said sure and I ate the cookie and then he ate half of his and I was like ah oh, shit <laughs> and I it just like fell on top I just felt it immediate like not immediately but suddenly it just collapsed on top of me and I was sleeping on his couch and I spent the whole night convinced that his roommate thought I was a bum that broke into their apartment <laughs> and was hiding behind the couch with a knife and was going to stab me. Oh, my God. I thought I, the whole really night, crazy. I'm just like, oh, my God. He's, I'm just going to look, and I'm going to explain, and he's, he's, he's going to be crouched behind the couch. And then I like finally got up the courage to look over the top <laughs> of the couch, and there was nobody there, of course. And then the next day... That's I w- a good twist on the classic, which is thinking that you're going to die. I think everyone, when they're freaking out, they're, they think they're going to die because yeah. it's sort of a, a panic attack. Yes. Right, yeah. So that's a twist because you thought you were going to die, but 
by somebody. By somebody. Yeah. You thought somebody was going to kill you. And I was very st- David Lynch. When I woke the next day, <laughs> I was David still fucked up. And then he kicked me out because he was fighting with his girlfriend because his girlfriend was coming over and they were having some kind of squabble. So I had to like get in my car and drive somewhere. And I was just like, oh. And I went to the beach and finally it wore off. But I was like, why did yeah. I do Did this? you sleep at all? That night, I pro- maybe, not very much. Yeah. And yeah. you, but once you got to the beach and you kind of got, were able to calm down, it probably, yeah, that's finally when it went away. dissipated. Yeah. Yeah. I Actually, walked around. Being alone sometimes is the best thing you can do when you're freaking out. Right. And a lot of people think it's the opposite. Like, I need to find people, but no, it's kind of. Or having you know, someone that is good at bringing people back right. from freaking out. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Let's do worst drug experience, best drug experience. Okay. So you just did your worst one. Yeah. What's your best one? Well, I had one when I just got a smoked a small amount of pot, and I went walking around Venice Beach with a friend, and <laughs> it was great because I felt like I could hear people's conversations, and the ground was tilting, and it was fun. It That's felt, only with weed? Yeah. It was. It felt like a fun... It was just a fun little jaunt. And then it was over in like 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, that was great. Okay. And then I've had lots of moderate weed experiences where like family guy becomes the funniest thing yeah. that I've ever seen <laughs> yeah, in my life. Yeah. <laughs> family guy is always just, really funny. just sitting at home and watching it high is there's something that's fun about that. Even though it's a show that's not that great, but so, the way that it works with, with pot is yeah. very complimentary. I feel like. Totally. Yeah. Watching stuff stoned is one of the best things. Or it, yeah. It yeah. Can be. Okay. Yeah. Those are mine. Worst experience. I don't do many drugs. Fortunately for me, I have barely had any bad experiences with drugs. Um, I'd say probably eating edibles counts as one of the very few times that I freaked out and I thought I was going to die. But like the worst time I basically ended up in bed just trying to fall asleep so that it wears off somehow (laughs) because you're sleeping. Yeah. But that's the worst. Like I've never had like throwing up, like, like passing out. Like, no, it's like... One time though, I've I've ha- I have had like the when you smoke, I mean when you get drunk and then you smoke weed and then your blood pressure goes down and you basically faint, um, and that the way that I solved it the first time was I was lying in bed, like feeling really bad, like couldn't move, and I need my blood pressure to go back up. So what I did is I put on some porn, so that I would get aroused and then my blood pressure would start like going faster and that's how we came back by masturbating so i saved my worst drug experience by uh, masturbating yeah well yeah drinking off is definitely something you do when you're having a bad (laughs) drug experience wow that's a good idea (laughs) yeah because it just takes your mind out can you guys fuck on weed oh yeah i I can't get aroused at all i've tried to fuck on weed and i'm just like oh really yeah i just want to lay there i I remember the my the first like when i was younger and i was starting to smoke weed with my friends and being at a friend's house like and this was in the 90s but like before for internet and things like that and my friend's parents had porn like they paid for the porn uh in the cable description basically and he was like the only one i knew who had it so when we went to that guy's house and we smoked weed and we started watching porn everyone would get horny and then we would end up going to a prostitute oh times. oh wow that <laughs> ended a lot better than i thought it would isaac has those stories but they end up with a circle jerk <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Um, Gross. So which drugs have you done then? Um, I've done weed, of course, LSD, which is my favorite, ecstasy, MDMA, 
um, mushrooms, cocaine. Um, I think that's about it from like the, because I've like, I remember an age, especially the second time that I came to the, because in Argentina, the truth is that we don't have very good drugs. Um, I know it's like South America, you must have like, no, we don't. We have really bad, uh, really bad weed. We have like, like the chunk, like the pressed weed. Yeah, right. It, yep. Mostly. Um, really bad LSD, really bad ecstasy right now. Um, we do have really good cocaine apparently, but I've yeah. never done cocaine in Argentina. I've only done it here. C can we say these things? Yeah, you can, you can say whatever you want. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Now, if you have people in your life you don't want to know about this, you should probably... Oh, no, no, no. My parents are completely dead. Um, <laughs> and my sisters don't know English, so uh, <laughs> I can tell you the worst things about them and they will never find out. Que <laughs> um, bueno. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, oh, yeah, I was saying... So, I, I was... that In those years, I was like into like, fuck it. Whatever anyone offers me, I'm taking it. Because yeah. I, I want to learn new things. Like, what else? Like I said before, I I, I mean, in the past episode, I, I come from a very conservative, religious, right-wing family. So, I was raised very suppressed. Like, um... No, suppressed is not the word. Fuck oppressed? It. Oppressed, sorry. Yeah, like... Repressed. Like, repressed. 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 None um, of us can speak English. So, when I, started, when I started trying new things and different things, the things that my whole life I was told that were not only bad for my body, but also morally bad. And I was like, this is not bad. Fuck you. And I was like, so what else have I been missing right. all these years? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, I remember I came to the US and I was like, fuck it. Whatever anyone offers me, I'm taking it. No questions asked. I was young. Yeah. Um, so I know I was friends with this guy. I don't even remember the name right now where I worked in Colorado. And he offered me, we were watching the Super Bowl and smoking a lot of weed and drinking. And he came with these pills that he took, uh, which I never asked what they were. I think today that they might have been Adderall or something like that for anxiety or Adderall's for ADHD. But ADHD, yeah. yeah. Um, which Super Bowl was it? Do you remember what year? 2004. Oh, was it the Janet Jackson one where her I, top got removed? Something that I learned from your country is that why do you have the Super Bowl if no one is watching it? Like people get together, they don't watch the game, <laughs> yeah. they talk about other stuff, well, the, and then they look at the commercials. The 2004 Man. one would be crazy to watch on drugs because her top gets pulled off by Justin Timberlake oh, and right, her yeah. hangs yeah, out. Yeah. So if you're on drugs, I'm sure that would be a double whammy of like, did I... Did that happen? What did I just see? But I was only on weed and whatever this pill was, mm. which basically, it was funny because the weed was making me like sleepy eventually, but the other pill was making me like very like aware and like awake. So I remember going to bed and feeling like really tired, but I couldn't sleep, which is something that with time and more drugs, I was like, oh, this happens with many drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, I mean, uh, so what do you think your best one was? Um, best, the thing is that what I think is my best drug experience, I think it's my best experience period, which was going to see Roger Waters in Argentina playing the dark side of the moon, mm. uh, with, L, uh, on LSD and like 15 friends who were all on LSD. And, uh, and it was funny because that album is, I really like Pink Floyd and that album is about basically life. And I was the one that organized that get together of friends so it was friends from all my different circles and all things that i did so it was like my whole life represented and the album and the lsd of course and this is something that i started thinking after the lsd 
hit me like oh my god this is like the, the album is about life and i have people from all my different parts of my life here this is so revealing to me right now so it was like a fucking trip that i will never forget yeah it's amazing that's such a great experience yeah i mean that's when when drugs are I, what i'll say about drugs i'll say about drugs <laughs> is uh they can be really great. You know, I mean, they really can open up doors and they can really mm-hmm. be an amazing experience. On the other hand, if you get, you know, the thing that's scary is you really, it is kind of opening a door, you mm-hmm. know? And once that yeah. door is open, it becomes increasingly hard to shut the door, mm. you know? And yes. you do need to shut the door because you don't, you can't be partying like that your whole life, you know? Do you Otherwise, mean the door you opens you to pathetic. wanting to do it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about something more metaphysical, something uh, more about like the door in your mind that makes you realize well, that something. Too. That, that too, right? Sometimes there's things that it's better not to know to or something like that, know. you know what I mean? Yeah, I think in, in all respects, you know, because when you're... You know, I think when you see the world, uh, you know, you peek behind the curtain a little bit. It can be hard to live in front of the curtain all the time, you know, because a lot of the things that you're promised and a lot of the things you're supposed to believe in uh, become absurd. You know, they you, you see them for how stupid they really are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's one risk. And the other risk is, you know, uh, drugs are great and they feel good. And if you really... If that becomes your release, you know, if that becomes where you take your escape, like it's not the best escape, you know, because it'll it's yeah. bad for your body. They but. shouldn't be the end. They should be the, the means to an end. Like you should take drugs to do something right with it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Even if it is hanging out with friends, talking about whatever, you know what I mean? But like don't take drugs just to take the drugs. You know what just I mean? Just to take them. Exactly. And that's I stopped smoking weed. Uh I think sort of just nat. I used to smoke weed every day. One of some of the best drug experiences in my life are in college when I first started smoking weed, hanging out with my friends and just giggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, laughing, Ugh, laughing is best. one of the best parts of of weed. It's, it's so good, and it's just it was such a like I was like, oh my god, I found this amazing thing, yeah. you know. And also like girls liked it, and so it was just like, oh, this is amazing. Um, but then after a while I started realizing I, then I started smoking weed every day, which I did basically for the next, you know, one day, like probably five years, you know? And then it just started to become like, well, I'm not even really like giggling on this anymore. I'm not really like, I'm just doing this. Became coffee. Yeah. It became coffee. I'm just doing this because it's something I do every day. You know, yeah. and it makes me, it kind of do it before work. Good. Like wouldn't people smell it? Uh, I no very very rarely. I think I smoked in those early days. Like when I used to live in Manhattan, yeah, I would come home from work every day and oh, you'd relax. It would be like a beer. Yeah, it would be yeah, like that's my what, yeah, beer, that's right. that's what it is for me. Yeah, yeah, it would be my beer. Not a coffee, a beer. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was like oh, I'll smoke a joint and you know sit and watch TV and laugh. Hmm. You know, um, but after a while, yeah, it just became. I think weed gets in the way of your ambition. You know, that's actually. A joke that I do sometimes that works, uh, and I find it funny because I, I never thought it was going to be so true for so many people, and that's when people tell you that they don't need to smoke weed to have fun, and yeah. the, the stupid punchline is, I don't need to have fun when I smoke weed, because that's, that's what it becomes, like you just smoke weed to stay home and do nothing, which right. is the opposite of what I was saying before, yeah, like yeah, don't yeah. do drugs to do nothing at home on your own. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's when I come from work and like after I put my daughter to bed, like the first thing I do is I smoke two puffs. Like I never smoke too much. That's a thing that I like about myself with drugs. And that's why I think I'm so good at doing drugs. 
I'm very good at measuring how much I do. At moderation. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, what did you do that naturally? Is that your personality or was that something I, yeah, that you yeah, had to I'm figure not, out? Yeah, I'm not addictive. I, I do enjoy the things that I like, but right. I... I I don't I like I don't smoke before going to work. Like I smoke at, at home at night to yeah. relax. Um if I do smoke at work, nobody from my job is gonna listen to this, fortunately. Yeah. Um it's You'd because, be surprised. Um well, I like also... I, I bring the vape pen, uh the oil pen to yeah. work for when I know it's gonna be a stressful day and my younger and my anxiety might made me start screaming at yeah, people, which yeah, is something yeah, that yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and I need to control that. So when I feel like I'm about to tell someone to go fuck themselves, I, I go to the balcony and like two puffs of the vape and I go back to, yeah, you were staying. Yeah, yeah, How else are you going to fuck my day? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. That's smart. That's, I should do that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, are you having I those struggles at work, Isaac? What? Are you having those struggles at oh, work? Oh yeah, dude. I, but you're, uh, you're also a writer. So it's like when you're a writer, you get a little bit of license in terms of smoking. So I mean, I think yeah. it's like, you're allowed to you get there's a certain amount of artistic license i think you get with weed as, right. as a creative yeah. you know like i think people are generally pretty like all right that's someone good. once told me and i think it was really wise smoke to write but don't smoke to perform for example yes yeah somebody did like say i that. don't smoke before going to stage most of the time right. oh the that's time. a that's a bad one that i didn't mention i did there's a show called pui oh you per- told me about it yeah, performing yeah. under the influence and that's where you do a set sober you don't have any alcohol or drugs for 24 hours beforehand oh, and really? then you you get drunk or you get high or whatever drug somebody did mushrooms and it was crazy uh i i can perform pretty sloshed on stage so i was like well i'm not going to do that because i'll do fine i will get high and i went up and i performed high and it was the worst experience on stage of my life ever because when i get high i have attention bubbles do you guys get this where only a certain amount of information will i take in like if i'm listening to somebody's jokes if it's not a short joke i can't follow it yeah yeah yeah, stories i can't follow plots so i i have long form things on stage usually i'm not a short joke person and I couldn't keep track of what I was talking <laughs> about. So I'd be halfway through some bit, and I'm like, ah, I, I'm just going to... I have this recorded. Maybe we should play it on here. Yeah, I would yeah. love to hear that. that. Would be, I would love to hear it's, that. Be it's pretty horrifying. Is that show still going? Yeah. I would you know, love to. If, if the people from that show listen to this podcast, book me. You know Quincy, right? Oh, it's Quincy? Yeah, it's Quincy. Just, oh. What was the Mushrooms guy? Uh, the Mushrooms one was actually... Uh, it was amazing how it was a woman and she just was fine. It was yeah. bizarre yeah. how like again. But wait, wait, wait! How long? Like how long after taking the mushrooms she performed? I like, was not keeping track. I have no idea. Because like maybe it didn't hit. You know what I mean? That's like, true. It takes like forty, right. forty-five minutes yeah. sometimes. Uh, yeah, she may have just yeah exactly. Yeah. Unless you take enough but, of them. But I will say, I, was I, high I again, I think in terms of like your ability to control yourself. Yeah, I do actually think that weed and alcohol are more serious in terms of how they of impair you that? yeah yeah then then the other drugs i mean i don't know I, I the place that i think that everybody should be with drugs that i've been in before and i've gotten out of and gotten back to is it should be like a big deal to take hard drugs i think you know like you shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't be like oh it's another weekend and i'm doing coke all week yeah i'm doing i'm doing shrooms what's uh, the uh, microdosing shrooms all week what's you the know? equivalent uh, behavior like when you say a big deal what does that equate to is 
Like I like when you do a drug, it should be like a big like a special night. occasion. You know, yeah, it should be you're at Burning Man or you're oh, okay. you're you know it's your a big birthday party, your big vacation. Or something. The problem is when you get to this place where you're just surrounded by drugs of all kinds all the time, and it's just oh here's the next little fix, here's the next little thing, and it it gets it's gross. You know, it's not it's not good. It's not cool uh, to be. That's in that the, zone. the people that I know that were doing. Like their lives were like that are the people who ended up fucking it up with drugs. Yeah, like eventually dude. doing and too I've, much cocaine every day. Sure. Yeah, like right. and and then Right. And I've like flirted with that before for sure. I mean not you know, not really, but uh, When was this? You know, I mean it never again, it's never like really taken over my life or anything. But you know, it's you don't wanna get to where that is built up as your only like that's who you are, you know, like you're somebody who's doing drugs all the time. Like right. it's not, it's just, I think when you're in that world, it's like, seems cool. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I, this is, I'm cool. Like everybody I'm around cool, me is cool. I'm edgy. Right. I, when I, you're I, young, I think that's kind of true, but then as you get older, yeah, it's like, that's not really that cool anymore. Yeah. Like instead you're just kind of a pathetic person, you yeah. know? I agree with you. I think what you're saying is basically there should be a time for everything in life. And right. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think that when you see, I remember like being younger and like when I was starting doing drugs, maybe at a rave. Uh, yeah, right. And then somebody's like, hey, guys, this is my uncle. He's 55. Right, and he's yeah, still yeah, raving. Right, right. He's still yeah. raving. No, and you're like, yeah, yeah, not that cool. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I like your uncle, man. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He's terrifying. Yeah, right. um, yeah, that is sad. It's, it is I remember sad, telling my yeah. wife, oh, it's my, sorry. I remember telling my wife when we before having kids when we were partying and being like hey what if one day we're like we go to a party with one of our kids and she's like i don't think anyone wants to go to a party and do drugs with their parents i don't think it's gonna happen yeah Yeah, i would never want to smoke pot with my mom oh no you do oh i mean i don't know i know your mom your your relationship with her but the people that i know that started smoking weed with like relatives that you wouldn't expect them to smoke weed with yeah uh, their relationship became way better. Hmm. Uh, I know brothers who didn't get along very well, like maybe not necessarily didn't get along, but like maybe not have a relationship with your brother and then find out like they both found out that they were both smoking weed with their friends and started mo- smoking among them- themselves and they became really close. Hmm. My um, mom used to accuse me of smoking pot all the time when I was a teenager. <laughs> like, was, no, I'm just weird. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> I'm just crying, mom. <laughs> it was constant. Like she... I had I had something I had smelled like patchouli. I don't know what it was. <laughs> you smoked patchouli? No, I didn't smoke patchouli. Just I had something that smelled like You're, this the perfume you were rubbing on your No, self? no, it was uh <laughs> I don't I don't know if it, there was some item that I had and I it was in our computer Did room. Did you fuck a power staff? Was, no. I don't know. I think it was a game a computer game that I had that it like smelled like it smelled patchouli. it smelled odd. So it smelled sort of like patchouli. This is a and very weird story. But okay. She would come. It was called Gabriel Knight Sins of the Father. It's one of the greatest uh, computer games of all time. Check it out. Tim Curry is in it. Uh, Why did your computer game smell like patchouli? Because I think it was supposed to smell like the main character. Again, you the, think they made the computer game? I'm pretty pretty certain because it was in a fancy box that like interlocked, and then oh you'd open God. it and it had a weird smell. And this was a computer game. Yeah, it was a great computer game. It's one of the greatest computer games of all so time. So wait, wait, wait. Was it diskettes or it was CD? CD. It was a CD. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, great it game. It was scented with patchouli. I believe it was scented you with something. You gotta get something. your hands on one of these. These are probably worth tens of thousands. Everyone of dollars, should. Huh? You can probably download the game from Steam. It's great. It's a it's a terrific adventure game that they don't make anymore. Uh, so the game smelled funny. 
and I would be in there playing it. And my mom, I was like 13 or 14, and she would come into the room and be like, are you, are you smoking marijuana in here? And I'm like, no, I, not at all. I'm, that's the furthest thing from my experience that you could imagine. I'm like being a good boy, playing my computer games. I'm just playing my patchouli-scented computer game. <laughs> the hero smells like patchouli, mom. You're like, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. And uh, she always accused me of smoking pot and just general smoking because I'd be around people that smoke cigarettes in my mm. clothes. I never smoked any of that shit when I was a kid. It was weird to be constantly accused of behavior that I wasn't actually doing. Right. She just had this idea. I was living a much more exciting life <laughs> cool than I was. exciting yeah. life, yeah. Maybe that was her fantasy for me. Like, maybe my son is edgy and cool. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> just playing computer games. <laughs> In the computer the room. Wizards. There's no wizard in that game. There's no wizards. <laughs> um, it's set in New Orleans. So is there any drug? Because I've done basically every drug besides heroin. I was going to say heroin too. Never yeah. done heroin. Wait, meth? I did meth by accident once. Crystal meth? <laughs> yeah. Thinking it was cocaine? You... It was actually, that's probably the worst drug experience in my life. Crystal meth? Eh, I've had a lot of bad Having sex ones, with but... a man? Why? No. Mm-hmm. Why were you on crystal meth? <laughs> I was in Mexico and I accidentally... In Mexico, accidentally. <laughs> took meth Oof. by accident. What did it feel like? Um, Meth feel... Okay, so meth, Adderall, and MDMA are all amphetamines. They're all basically the same. Well, isn't, isn't MDMA, MDMA doesn't have amphetamines. That's MDMA, if you add... Isn't yeah, MDMA, methyl, M- I don't know what it means, blah. to be honest. But I thought that if you added the amphetamines, it becomes ecstasy. Isn't that the, the thing? Well, MDMA, I feel like ecstasy is just MDMA mixed with like an upper, right? It's Molly mixed with an upper of yeah, some kind. So exactly you're right. Yeah. I guess that could be an amphetamine. Is ma, is ma, is ma, MDMA it, stands for methylene dioxamethamphetamine. Yeah. So it is, a, it is okay, an amphetamine. Cool. That, and so what, what I've found is that Adderall, uh, the meth feeling and Molly are all very closely related. Oh, really? Like they all feel... Because they're all amphetamines. I mean, they all feel vaguely similar to each other, and they all feel fucking great. <laughs> but <laughs> I wait, love the way they does feel. meth make you like energetic? Uh, a what? Energetic, like oh, meth God. makes you up? Very. I mean, it's m- like... MDMA doesn't make me It doesn't all. make me neither. So, like, I... My favorite feeling of any drug is definitely Molly. I mean, it just... It, I feel mm. so good. It's just mm-hmm. I feel everything in the world is great. The mm. world is amazing. Every experience I'm having is, like, the best. <laughs> it's truly scary because Have it you makes ever me felt feel like so good. I it's like could a happy die feeling. right now? Oh, yeah, dude. It's just, like, everything is great. And uh, I usually don't feel like that. So it's it's very strange to be in that world. So I love Molly. I don't do it anymore hardly ever because i like it too much so i stay away from it but um so i was in mexico and i bought what i thought was molly Mm. and it was meth Mm. and i only learned that it was meth because my symptoms were like molly-esque but quite different i first of all i was sweating like i sweat through all of my clothes. I mean, I was at a club, so it was like I was dancing anyway. Which but happens was, anyway. Yeah. Right, kind of happens anyway. But I was like, and somebody touched my hands and they were like, your hands were ice cold. Like mm. you felt like, anyway, so I danced for like five straight hours. <laughs> like like literally, like I just like really just oh, dancing. If we like had footage nonstop. of this. And I got home and normally with Molly, like yeah, it lasts three, four or five hours, maybe, maybe three. It depends on how much you do. 
And I mean, the first time I ever did Molly uh, was in Me- was in Spain, and it was like back when it was really good, and it lasted for like eight hours. But <laughs> this was uh, this was you know usually Molly you do in America lasts three hours, four hours. So uh, I was ready. I was like, oh, it's time to go home now. Like it's seven in the morning. Like time to go to sleep. And I got in bed. And you know, if you're normally on on Molly, yeah, you go to sleep. I mean, it's right. like, yeah. I do get a thing with Molly where I see crazy ass colors behind my eyelids when I'm trying to go to sleep. But, yeah. uh, and you didn't like that. I mean, it's like, if you can live with it, it's fine. But, um, <laughs> you're uh, trying to sleep though. It's yeah. It's a little annoying. weird, but, uh, I laid there in bed and I didn't have the things behind my eyes, but I had zero tiredness. Right. Like I was not, it was just not even, you know, I've been out all night long. Like I should be feel some yeah. amount of exhaustion, you know, at this point, like my body should just be exhausted. I felt nothing. Oh, like boy. I felt just totally like fine. I feel great. You know, I feel like, <laughs> like I feel perfectly fine. Like I feel like I could go start my day, you know, like let's go get a cup of coffee and like, you know, get going. <laughs> and so it was terrifying. So then I went, started, of course, paranoid Googling and it the the difference then this everybody should know this the difference between meth and molly molly will always be cloudy it'll be like brown or yellow or like a little bit it looks like clumps of like kind of yellowy substance meth is crystal clear mm. and it, like literally like it looks like glass and, and not even like clearer than glass and the stuff that i bought was pure clear i'm starting to remember clear molly in my life and i'm like did i take meth? did you do meth and i mean i'm, I'm reasonably Uh-oh. certain this was meth because it just it felt so different and it was it, it was like a, a kind of like molly but it was it didn't stop it just went on and on and on and i was awake until the next day at four in the morning oh my god yeah because i was i mean you know, wait I question did your life turn into a nightmare over that no that's the crazy thing it it didn't it's so powerful that it didn't even like I didn't feel bad until the crash, right? That, oh, that's man. what they say. They always say if you watch Succession, if you watch Succession, it's a great place where he says like the come down from meth is like the, and it is the worst feeling I have ever had. Mm. The, the come down from meth was like, oh, I was like, I need to go to sleep now or like check myself into the fucking suicide hotline because like it is just so painful like everything in life is bad and wrong and like you just can want to do anything to get out of that situation so that was pretty bad anyway sorry uh did you buy it because of language differences or the guy fucked the you guy up? fucked us you know i mean i think it was just it, i was with a big group of people and uh, the guy just was like i'm gonna sell these dumbass tourists some you know some sweet meth. Yeah, some something that'll keep them up, but it's not actually <laughs> Molly. Um, so that really, that was very painful. And that was that was kind of part of me being like, I, okay, this, I don't, I don't really want to do this and anymore. Like, I never want to feel like that ever again in my entire Depression life. Depression post-drugs can be really uh, bad. So, so not cool, you know? Are mushrooms worth doing? Oh, Ooh. mushrooms yeah. are great. They're the only one I'm always like. LSD too. My fi- LSD and mushrooms are just like it's it's pure happiness, and everything around you is alive, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah. you become like you understand hippies. You're like, oh, this is why hippies are like the way they are. Mm. Totally. Like, totally. I don't know if I want to be. And that no way. hangover. That's the great thing. I mean, it's I can't sleep no on acid. Mm-hmm. If I take acid, I will not sleep. Yeah. If I take it late, uh, but besides that. 
there's no hangover. Mm. It's not like Molly or Coke or these other things where there's like a huge debt you have to pay later. Oh, you know? right. Because um, it's not really like a neurotransmitter thing as much. You know, and mushrooms are awesome. I mean, you know the whole new Silicon Valley thing. It's like microdosing mushrooms oh, right, right, all right, day, yeah, they, yeah, it, yeah. just to like get the little buzz going. Um, yeah. I but I've had friends telling me that they were doing microdoses just. Because they were looking for an excuse to get high. No, it's it really helps me with my uh, creative yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. No, people you're like just, that about you're anything. Don't always yeah. find excuses to do it. Right. What right. did you? Didn't you do something with Dan? Didn't you and Dan? I was. I was actually. Uh, I was DeFrio? thinking about should I mention my experiences you want a with daddy Dan? to take your panties off? Yeah, Dan. Um, <laughs> I was actually thinking about should I should I as we say in Spanish uh, set fire to Dan Dupriel or. Um, yeah, but now that you said it, I guess every listener of this podcast knows <laughs> that Dan Dapril and I have engaged in uh, the consumption of drugs together, um, especially camping and doing LSD or going to the... It's mostly LSD with Dan. We go to the beach or we go camping and we spend wonderful hours. When Dan is on LSD, he does... I don't know if people have seen Dan, but like he's a beautiful human being. And when he's on LSD, he sits down on the floor with his legs crossed and like he starts playing with like his fingers and like looking down and um like very childlike he looks like he's 10 years uh, old um, and wow. someone just molested him but yeah um <laughs> but that's the way he looks it's it's like you, you don't see a 30 something year old anymore you see a 10 year old like he just found his dad um doing something horrible or something Whoa, but he looks so very young and, and innocent and naive and it's beautiful um so yeah dan is a uh, it's a lot of fun doing lsd with dan he he's a good companion um he he started calling me the gaucho once and uh which is annoying for me as an argentinian but he was being friendly so um i took it <laughs> what a beautiful image you and dan you out and in the dan, woods yeah. it's beautiful it's and and dan also, like when you are high with Dan, it's like you're hanging out with a leprechaun. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just a happy, it's a racist running leprechaun. It's yeah. racist. I'm Irish too. I can say that about. <laughs> no, I think uh, mushrooms are definitely worth doing, and they're the same. Again, we're it's talking about same. like categories. It's basically the same. Yeah, thing. it's mushrooms are more, much more body, and acids like more. Isn't acid a derivative of mushrooms actually? No, actually, acid comes from ergot, which is a which is a fungus that grows on corn. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's very funny. And then acid or mushrooms are obviously also a fungus, but they grows on shit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Acid is a much more intense and pure high. Mushrooms just feels like fun. I almost had a bad trip on mushrooms once. I was the first time I ever did. It, I was in Amsterdam and I was walking into the Van Gogh Museum, right, with a group of friends, and they kicked in as I was walking through. And <laughs> that's was, so I got like hit with that anxiety like wave right as I was coming up, which is the worst thing that can happen because then that'll just start spiraling out of control. <laughs> so I started spiraling out of control and. I, when I am on any psychedelic, I see the same thing, which is um, things look like a hologram and then they move inside. So it's like, it looks like a... Like floating in the air? No, no, not, not I don't like see things in front of me, but I, I was in the Van Gogh Museum and looking at the paintings and the paintings were like, imagine like a refrigerator hologram that's like almost like move it, like breathing like a neon light. You know, it's like <laughs> the colors are like going in cycles, you know? 
Did you see Van Gogh? Did you bring him from the past to show no. him that he was now a celebrated artist? It's not like the it's Doctor like Who that. episode. Oh, no. is that? I'm sorry. I, I remember people <laughs> telling me that, like that, uh, people from the past appeared to them when they were mushrooms. So the first time that I did mushrooms, just in case, I had photos of like the musicians that I liked in front of me. Just like maybe one of them will talk. To me. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah, like, hello. Never <laughs> happened. Hello. Instead of, uh, the instead of the ba- it's like Liberace. You're like, fuck. Uh, yeah. God damn it. I got Liberace this the time. The thing that fuck. happened to you happened to me with my wife in New York at the Natural History Museum. We took two drops, and it was the first time in our lives that we took an entire drop of pure LSD. Uh, and it hit us when we were in line, like getting yeah, in the that's museum. That's the worst. You gotta be, you gotta be where you are. Don't be in yeah. line when you come up on it. And that's we were like, let's 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 go out like to get some fresh air for like two minutes. And it ended up being four hours in Central Park, like just yeah. <laughs> walking around. And after four hours, we were like, okay, I think I got a grip on myself. Let's yeah, go back in the museum. And when we were in the museum, the idea was to go to the, the, the show they have in the planetarium with like the stars and all that shit, like the dome, yeah. right. you know what I'm talking about, with Whoopi Wahlberg narrating it and all that shit. And we had to wait for like an hour before our show started. So we were like, let's go around the museum. And we walked like 30 feet and we were like, wait, we're never going to find the way back. Never. Because like when we picked up a map, um, all the things in the map were moving and like the guy marking you are here was like running around the map yeah. so we had to stay within the same like circle around where the, the, the planetarium is like just walking in circles for an hour going to like seeing like the same things for like one hour because <laughs> like, like we knew we couldn't go anywhere like there was no way we could go anywhere in the you museum you could try and get around yeah it's, it's, I don't know it's good cool. so did you have you ever had a feeling of profound understanding you know, like, because that's, I think, what people talk about when, you know, Steve Jobs goes and does LSD. Like, did you ever feel like you got some secret about the world or anything? I, I, I don't think I got a secret about the world, but it did change the way that I thought about many things. Like, I think I became an atheist because I started doing psychedelics. Like, I was like, not only like I was very much a Catholic and I read the Bible. So I was like, like when I was doing LSD, I was like, wait, 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 this doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Like why is anyone believing this shit? And it says horrible things too. And and I end up being a, an atheist. I think drugs, that. that's the, the things that you were saying before that I thought you were talking about, like yeah. opening doors that you can never close. Like right. there's no way I can be believing any shit again. Right. again yeah. um, I've had situations where I was like, I don't want to die, but if something happened right now and I died, I'd be totally okay with it. Like, like, cool, man. Let's go with it. Fuck it. Um, not wa- again, not wanting to die, but like feeling like everything was good enough. Like if I died at that moment, I, I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mostly I think being, being an atheist and like all that happened after I started doing drugs. Wow. That's crazy. For I, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I used to like, uh, I, I write, so I used to like, when I, whenever I went to a, somewhere where I knew I was going to do LSD or ecstasy or a party, something like that, I would take my, my notebook and start writing in the middle of the party Yeah. things that came to my mind all the time. Um, my hands don't fucking work when I do psychedelics. Like, my, I, get, I get the limp hands. Like, I can't type. I, so, like, I went to Joshua Tori once and did San Pedro. Oh, nice. Which is like mescaline. Mm-hmm. And I have all this, these notes from when I was out there. And they're just, like, they're just like scrawls, like, you know, like a tiny child scrawls because my like hands, they get all like 
I don't know, weird. If you would recommend a hard drug to someone who doesn't do them, what would be your selection? I think you do LSD just because, again, Mm -hmm. like Molly, I've had real moments of clarity on Molly Mm. because I think I am so prone to anxiety that I have like anxiety clogging my brain all the time. So Molly removes that completely. So I can just see things in the most crystal clear way because I'm not clouded, you know? But I think for somebody who doesn't have generalized anxiety, uh, really acid is the most valuable experience you can have because I think you do hit things about yourself. I mean, I I think it's not really about the world Mm -hmm. again. Like I've never had some commune with the world or like understanding about the world or anything. I also don't get the feeling of like togetherness or I don't like being in nature when I'm on acid. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I like being in the city. And like, like, uh, I like eating and drinking and being around people oh, and like t- doing like going out. Like yeah. that's what I like doing on acid. And the last couple times I've done acid, I get this overwhelming feeling of power. Like when I was at Burning Man, I was dancing in this place where like nobody else was dancing, and I got this like crazy feeling of that I could make everyone else dance like with me. Like I was like, I like there was like almost like strings for me to everyone and I could make them dance. Like if I, if I wanted them to dance, but yeah. And like literally I started dancing just super crazily and everybody else started like dancing around me and it was such a crazy feeling. And I've had that same other feeling of just like in like super intense, like a feeling of power. Hmm. Which I think has a lot more to do with like me and the way I see the world more so than like the truth about the world or anything. You know it, what I mean? It takes the cynicism away from you a little bit for a while. Yeah. It's, it takes cynicism away and it just it makes you kind of see things. You do see things in a, in a different light. You know, you really do. You, I think you, you see the information comes in in a, in a different way. And it's pretty cool to which is see why, the world that way. Which is why I've never done ayahuasca yet. Because yeah. the people, my friends who've done it, they tell me not only about the physical thing, but also about the doors it opens in yeah. your mind. And I'm a little terrified of what doors something like right. ayahuasca might yeah, open in my too. head. <laughs> me too. I, did, I smoked DMT once. Uh, and, but that's so quick. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, you're high for a minute, you know? Well, again, because you have way so many more drugs here. Um, I tried the, that gas that goes in oh, the yeah, can. Nitrous. Nitrous. Yeah. <laughs> nitrous. Um, which is something we don't have. I was like, what is that? You gotta try it. And then I understood many things from movies from the U S like the, everything goes into slow motion for 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> That's oh, that's how it is. That's the one that actually makes that happen. Yeah, nitrous. Nitrous is big at Burning Man. I did nitrous at Burning Man out of a giant teddy bear <laughs> that had tubes coming out of it in the <laughs> middle of this tent, and everybody around it was just like sucking nitrous out of this thing. When the man touched your penis at <laughs> Burning Man, what drug were you on? I was on no drugs. At <laughs> oh, that, at that point, I mean, yeah, you know, I was kind of on drugs the whole time. But uh, I you thought know, you were. Point. I thought every, I thought that was the. No, at that at in that one I was. Had not. I didn't even like worse. eat anything Ugh. that day. Yeah, and yet, uh, Frank, do you agree with with Isaac about LSD being the one for? Yeah, actually, you know, I was going to say LSD. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. Uh, LSD in Argentina is not as strong as it is here. There's no way you can find like actual drops in Argentina. You only get the the dabs, like the little pieces of paper, basically, yeah. Yeah, cardboard. Yeah. 
here in the US, I, I've only found the drops and they are compared to what I'm used to in Argentina, really strong. I don't know how strong you find them. I don't, I've never done the drops. I've only done tabs. It's really strong and there's no way to break it. You know what I mean? Oh, no, it's I a drop. Myself, and even yeah. if like the way that I get it, I, I shouldn't be saying this. I don't fuck it. Um, <laughs> many times they give it to you on Altoids because uh, yeah. they, 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 they basically uh, absorb the drop and it's really easy to take them. Um, the thing is that you can't break it because the way that the drop is absorbed, it's not like the dab, you can cut it in like little triangles. The, 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 the altoid is not, there's no way you can cut it like evenly and even the drop is not even. Different. Right. It's not so distributed. you take it or you take it, but <laughs> yeah. and it's really strong. And what I'm afraid of with that for people that have never done it is that when it first hits you, when it starts, I feel like it goes from zero to like a hundred really fast. And if you are not, if you don't have the, the, the ability to know that it's all in your mind, right? you could lose your shit. Yeah, like, Cause it, it freaks you out. It's really strong at first and it's all in your mind. You have to understand that it's all in your mind. Nothing bad is happening to you. You just need to, like your mind is, it, it expands and it starts to, it's like, it's, you feel like it's about to, burst and like and become like this huge thing out of your body so and as people we want to control who we are so your instinct makes you like try to no don't no don't 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 and that what i think that's what what makes you freak out if you yeah. don't know that that's only your mind you have to let it go and let it you know try to control it in another way and that's when the fun starts <laughs> yeah a lot Good of people talk advice. about the ego death where it's like, yeah, you kind of try and hang on. And that's when people have a bad trip is when you try and yeah. not go with it. When you try and return yourself, like uh, force yourself back into to being sober because you want to be and you right. can't be. That's when you really get freaked out because you're like, I just want to be back. And you're not, you can't. Stuff sounds scary. It is. And it should be. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. it should be scary. It should always be a trip. It yeah. should always be like, this is a big event, you know? The right. problem with drugs are people who've never done them and people who don't know how to do them. Right. That's something yeah. I read once or nine gag. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, it's true. But it's, true. it's like with anything else that you, that you do. Right. What do you guys think about drug, U.S. drug policy? Real quick. Mm. Like, I think drugs and all drugs should be decriminalized in the United yeah. States. I think we should stop sending people to prison for them. Um, I don't know, man. There should be I some mean, kind of regulation. People are fucking weak, though, you know? People are really weak. And I, I think uh, having really been through the drug rigmarole, um, I think I will be... I mean, I came from the exact opposite family of you. My parents were utterly the most liberal people in the world and did <laughs> not give a fuck. My dad smoked weed, all me growing up, like, openly, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, so... And I would, like, get mad at them. Yeah, because I thought I was supposed to. Uh, so I feel like you don't want to open the door up too wide. You know, I mean, you, you want to keep people. I mean, yeah, do you want to fucking throw people in jail for it? I mean, that's no, that's extreme. why I say to criminalize, not necessarily legalize. But at the same time, you don't want a world where everybody's just fucking on drugs all the time. But do you think that world? I, I disagree. I think we do want a world where, where everybody's on it. Haven't you ever had that feeling when you were like on ecstasy, like, hey, if everyone at the UN did this, maybe there'll be world peace? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you yeah. realize you're too young or starting doing drugs, but right? right. You know well, I mean? And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, I want to kill everyone in the world. I mean, yeah. do do you think that that would actually happen though? If you suddenly decriminalize drugs, that everyone's going to start doing them. 
Aren't the people that are doing them and have the problem with them going to do them regardless of what they're... No, because I think that you can really get into them, man. I mean, you really can get into drugs. And it's like... Although I will say a big part of the appeal of drugs, and I think part of the reason I stopped smoking weed is because it wasn't illegal anymore. (laughs) It was like now something that every soccer mom was doing. It was like, well, this isn't cool anymore. I'm just like coping like a soccer mom. You know, like this isn't really how I want to cope. So I do think that the illegalness of them is extremely attractive. Yeah, it's very enticing. That makes people very enticed to them. So if you took that stigma away, I think actually it's true. A lot of people would stay away. But on the other hand... I just don't, I don't think know. that we need to be sent like people that have are non-violent drug offenders that are just they have possess drugs yeah, it's pretty, like it's pretty like, absurd why, to destroy their lives. Yeah, we're going to yeah. destroy right. their their whole lives or they just I mean make them pay a fine or something, I don't yeah. know. Just make it like a traffic ticket where it's a pain in the ass, but it's not going to fucking wreck you. Yeah, or force them to go to some kind of rehab deal or something. Don't throw them in jail and give them a felony charge, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah it's really up. that's the that's the part about the the drug policy of this country that's so creepy to me is that you can really you can get your life wrecked yeah. just because the type of drug that you have possession of i mean that's yeah. one absurd one of my friends in argentina um 10 years ago he was smoking weed at a park and like a very tiny like uh, yeah joint and the cops found him and they put him in jail for one night right um and then four years after that he planned a trip with some friends they would fly to miami get this huge sailboat one of them had and then sail to New York and like from New York drive a car to Las Vegas which is a really fun trip to do with a group of friends and when he went to the U.S. Embassy to get his tourist visa they denied it because he went to jail for one night for one tiny stupid joint yeah he was so smoking stupid. at the park right, and he's yeah. the guy that works he he, yeah. he he has it all together you know what I mean like one fucking stupid tiny joint and can yeah he cannot come to visit me for example right yeah, yeah then that's really stupid and really like unfair and oppressive it's just like it's just a stupid substance like who fucking cares yeah I, on the other hand though I'm, I don't know sometimes when I look at like drugs at large uh, even though they are so different and each one makes you feel a little bit different yada yada Sometimes I view them just like as a monolith. Like drugs are just drugs. They're just some weird toxic shit you find in the world that you like put in your body to make you feel a little better, you know, for a little bit of time. They're just some weird. But isn't that everything we do? Right. It's true. It's like, I mean, alcohol is certainly that. Yeah. But so I mean, everything. People say. that watch sports, they watch sports right, to feel a little happier. Themselves, right? You know I mean? Right. Yeah, I know. Or so, eat ice cream. Well, right, right. But as somebody who generally like, you know, I don't like porn. You know, I I don't like numbing out. You don't like porn. I mean, I unfortunately use it, but I don't like that I like it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what, what are you watching? What are you? What are your porn In choices? Porn? Yeah, I'm. I don't go too deep in the rabbit hole you know what i've really not been down with recently is all this gross like incest shit you see what everywhere what is going what the, on and that? they are the best produced ones That's <laughs> the, the, the worst part is like if you want quality go to incest porn oh, like it's top like, i know where are you watching these just Pornhub, like the normal yeah. sites no but the, now when you look at like the top lists it's yeah. all like Stepsis and blah yeah, blah blah. Very weird. It's like it suddenly his, yeah. happens. Well, the it's step. Th- there's a difference though between the step thing. No, I mean the, it's like definitely the, like creeping. It's the way they disguise it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't. Incest. Like uh, so weird. Like uh, why did that happen? It's like sudden. 
Wait, is it like a, do everywhere. they do like a skit? What is it like? like yeah, it's, oh, stepmom. Right. It's not real, obviously, but yeah. yeah, it's like a skit. And the weird thing is, Pornhub put on the top of their site. They put a thing saying, if you want to filter out the stepbrother porn, oh, like, really? click this button because we obviously they've been getting like complaints. <laughs> Pornhub's been getting it's it's very weird. It's, um, you want oh, a especially daddy to take your panties yeah. off? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it's it's mostly moms moms teaching teens, ah. which is. Also incest and pedophilia. Like, the uh, it's funny because I don't see any of that. I I only like amateur like shit that was filmed on a, a camera on a phone. Oh really? Like, that's all that I am interested in. I have no interest in skits and porn stars. None of that is appealing to me. I only want to see real people having sex and enjoying it. That's right. all. I, that's all I want to watch. I become very obsessed with one porn star, and I mostly just watch her videos. And I don't know what's her name. Who? Jessa Rhodes. Jessa I hope she's a Rhodes. fan. Jessa Rhodes. Um, mm. I'm obsessed with there her. There was a time, Frank, when I could have arranged something for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen photos of her and the guy that you have, that the owner of Hustler, is it? Larry Flint? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Wow, yeah. you definitely could have arranged it. Yeah. yeah. No, I look, I mean, again, I'm sort of against numbing agents, yeah. like societal numbing agents, you know? Like, I also don't really like legalized... I don't like the over-prescription of Xanax either, right? I mean, I, I don't like the wide distribution of those things because I think it just numbs people away from being able to change their societies in a meaningful way or participate in them in a meaningful way. And I think that there is something great about the fact that drugs are risky. And they should be. You know what I mean? Like when you're taking the risk of bringing a drug into a concert, for example, that should be a risk. You know, I think like I, I, it takes it, it kind of, there should be like a ceremonial nature around it. And I think the only way to kind of get that ceremonial nature is to make it very special. And to make it very special, you kind of have to make it illegal. Because otherwise, it's just going to be like, yeah, it's everywhere. Oh, here, you, I can just buy acid right here, buy acid there. I anywhere. would you love know, it's that. Like- no, I disagree. I think that it should be legal and we should have really easy ways to get any drug we want. But like just letting people be smart enough and like grown up enough that you are going to know when. Like the ceremonial thing you're saying, I agree with that. But just like make it legal. Fuck it. I, I, see, that, I see that perspective. But it's also like the punishment for the ceremony right. is so bad. That on the individual, yeah. yeah, and I think if we look at alcohol legalization and what that does, like, yeah, there's definitely a segment of the population that gets fucked by alcohol. Alcoholics do, people that alcoholics hurt, yeah. people that drunk drive, but it's not, it's not like this creeping thing where it's everywhere. There's still a ceremonial aspect to buying alcohol. You have to be this certain age, but some of that also causes harm, right? Because alcohol binge drinking is, is a huge problem in college communities. And why does binge drinking happen? It's because all the drinking is done underground and there's nobody to supervise these kids doing all this alcohol drinking. Right. So I just don't think the, the price that we're paying for the ceremony is worth the ceremony. Right. I don't, I, like, I don't think we're gaining anything. You never it. hear anyone going, oh yeah, my family was destroyed by LSD. It's always alcohol. Like, my, oh, well, my, that's totally alcohol true. destroyed my, my parents' marriage. Like, it's never ecstasy. It's never LSD. Yeah. Cocaine, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it is funny. It's true. Why do you always hear that about alcohol and cocaine whereas you'd never hear that about weed? You never hear, oh, my marriage was destroyed by weed. Yeah. You never hear that. You know? I, I've had like g- girls not want to date me when I was younger because I smoked weed and I thought it was like shooting heroin. Like you yeah. smoke? No, I, I I know you're an addict. No, I'm just smoking weed after work. Relax. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, I think I think the whole the problem is we have this very like calcified view of drugs in America, and I don't know what it's going to take to kind of break us out of that. But we got to see. I don't know, man. I I really do feel like we're headed towards some sort of cataclysm hmm. that's going to reset everything. It's I don't see how we can just keep going in this direction. We're going. But then again, every generation in the history of humankind has thought that that's the world is going to end true. during their lifetime. Yeah. Anyway, you're definitely yeah, right. it's the old manism creeping in where. Everything, the, nothing has ever been as bad as it, as is, it is now. now. Well, it's actually the opposite. Like, every other it time. It used to be way worse. Like, people died at 35, and, and right. there was wars. Like, there's war all the time right now, but, like, everywhere else. I mean, it's very concentrated in a few areas of the world. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I tend to believe people are less free now, though, than they ever have been. I think that. I think they were always... Uh, I mean, obviously not free, but like they didn't know it because they didn't have the means to find out that they're not free. Like when you were a, a peasant living in the middle of nowhere and you had like this guy in a castle controlling your life and that's all you knew. Fuck it. Yeah, but now we have a literal buzzing, bleeping exactly, yeah. leash. In so our now we pocket, know that we are and not we're, free. We're being watched by watched by cameras that are everywhere, uh, recording everywhere. our every move. I mean, it's like. You know, I feel like in the past, and people are listening to our conversations that yeah. we put online. That we put, that we put online for them to listen to. <laughs>